foundation, 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 when we should use it, how, what products are the best, what color. There's so many questions when it comes to foundation. It's probably my most requested uh, conversation starter anywhere with anybody. Um, because it's ever-changing. Our skin is always changing. The weather, uh, what time of year, right? We need to change our foundation in the winter because we're a little bit lighter, most of us, unless we're going to like tanning beds. Tiss, tiss. Hey, beauties. Thanks for tuning in and welcome to the one and only Clean Beauty Podcast. Did you know that in America, cosmetics are not regulated? Companies are free to add thousands of potentially harmful ingredients that personally cause me to have health problems. Hi, I'm the creator of Lashbinder and your host, Cassandra McClure. I've worked in the beauty industry worldwide for over 10 years as a wedding and celebrity makeup artist. Now, I'm on a mission to ban 1,500 ingredients by advocating for cleaner and greener cosmetics. Join me every Monday right here for a new episode on the clean beauty revolution. Before I start, I just have to give a little preface. Um, I am in the park walking my dog. So if you hear an airplane or some birds or <laughs> a dog barking, that's where I'm at. I have just taken my, my show on the go today because my house is being re-roofed. And I had this idea and I thought, you know what? I'm going to do it anyway. So here's the thing. With all makeup, there's no right or wrong. And I tell people this day in and day out because there is no right or wrong way. And, you know, 20 years ago, I'm sure the lady who started Beauty Blender, you know, everyone was calling her crazy. I actually listened to her podcast episode and this is true. Um, people were calling her crazy. And, you know, now everyone uses a Beauty Blender. So if you have your own little way to apply makeup that works, then good for you. Let us know. I mean, send me an email. A certain um, techniques might lead to more consistent results, but you should really do whatever is better for you. There are combination techniques that you can do. Um, as a professional, I use a like kabuki brush slash beauty blender slash foundation brush, right? And then I go back in with a sponge. At the end of the day, I can't, I can't say that I don't love Beauty Blender. The problem with that is it does harbor bacteria. So if you have problematic skin, obviously you might want to avoid that. And if you're a makeup artist, you need a new Beauty Blender for every client like I have. So I have actually gift my client their Beauty Blender at the end of each session. If you've ever had a makeup artist do your makeup with a Beauty Blender and keep it, you should never hire them again because that's disgusting. Um, you can't actually clean a, a beauty blender that's been used. Um, I've heard people use a, a cleaning solution and disinfectant, and I also hear that they might even use a pot of boiling water and boil it. And while that's great to use um, for your own products to kind of clean them in a way, you're not actually um, sanitizing and disinfecting them by using those methods. And even if you were to sanitize and disinfect a beauty blender um, as a makeup artist and reuse it on somebody else, that's absolutely disgusting. And you should be, you should never be hired for work again after you listened to this and found out you should never use them if you didn't know that already. And going back to <laughs> that, um, I just think it's so gross. 
prepping your skin, like that is something that is really important. So number one, if you're not using a exfoliant and then properly setting your makeup from the very beginning with like either a primer or a, um, a serum or something to kind of smooth your skin out from the very beginning. I mean, you want to set yourself up for success, right? So if you're more oily, then you might want to use an oil control moisturizer and a powder, right? So things like that, you kind of want to put in perspective before you even start. And if you have really, really dry skin, obviously you want to use something with more moisture. And then for the next thing you want to talk, if we were going to use a makeup sponge, like if that's where your kind of head is going and you're like, oh, I really want to use a makeup sponge. You're right. They do leave the smoothest looking skin. And there are a lot of knockoffs, as they call them, um, in this category now. So you may have bought a sponge, used it, or may even use it incorrectly. And that just means you're using it dry and you're not wetting it down. And that's another thing. It kind of goes back to like, if you're thinking about a sponge sitting all night um, into the next day and using it all week while it's moist. I mean, that's just, you're, you're just asking for a, for a skin problem, right? Um, so you really want to um, make sure you're keeping your beauty blender nice and clean, not leaving it out in open air uh, where dust can collect. Um, uh, but it does give you a very airbrushed finished. And I think that's why Beauty Blender is as popular as it is. And it's like a billion dollar company, right? Because um, it is a really, really great thing. So you want to wet the sponge and use minimal product. And it's almost better if you put the product on your face before you start blending it in so you get the major areas covered. So if you're really red around your nose and mouth, you'll go there first. Um, so to get it wet, you can use um, water like that's, if you want it chilled, you can use something from the fridge. If you want it more warm, you can just put it underneath the sink for a few seconds uh, with the water running and saturate the sponge um, until the sponge is plump. So just like press it together and it, you'll start to see it absorb the water. And um, that'll keep it from taking all of your foundation off in the first place. So if you use a dry beauty blender and you, you know, it's meant to absorb. So if you use that from the beginning, you might be like, oh my God, it just ate all my foundation and it's not putting it on my face. That's why. So you want to um, put the foundation either on the back of your hand or put some on with clean hands onto your face and use a dabbing motion and just kind of dab it all over your face. Um, there's a lot of different liquid foundations. Obviously, they have their own foundation with the brand, but I do not approve. I think that if you are using a foundation, um, you should be using something clean, something that's tested, something that's EWG verified, something that is certified B Corporation, you know, obviously is leaning me towards beauty counter. And I use beauty counter because I love the product. I know it works. They have an amazing tint skin that is a, a more medium coverage. It's very buildable. And for, um, my primer slash moisturizer, I usually reach for the dew skin. And why I do that is because there's an SPF, uh, in that. And that kind of gives me a a tint on my skin before I put on the, and it gives me that, that dewiness, right? It gives me that, like, just woke up like this look. And I really, really love that one. Um, but that's all about beauty blender. So next is if you use a, a brush, and one thing that I feel like, oh, we don't always think about is the animals that may have been harmed or killed to produce that brush. So if it's really soft, it could be made from squirrel or mink or other animals. And I just don't agree with animal cruelty. And unless your brush says that it's cruelty free, 
it's very questionable. And anything made overseas is also very questionable. It's not being tested. You don't really know where it's coming from. So I love the beauty counter brushes. The set of brushes from there are so good. So I am a consultant. Um, this is definitely um, a plug for beauty counter. And if you shop with me, I always give free gifts with purchase. So just reach out and tell me you heard um, this episode and you are reinvesting or investing in brushes for the first time and um, definitely let me know and I will commend you for that. So there are lots of different brushes. Natural bristle, bristles are porous. So that means that they can absorb some of the product, but I find that they work better for me. But synthetic, when you go to look for foundation brushes, that's often what you find. So it's it depends on where they're from. Just make sure that they're not from animals. That's why I don't I don't approve of natural or synthetic when it comes to animals. I just don't think it's worth it. Um, uh, I like synthetic fluffy brushes. Um, there are so many that I love. They're up on my website, CassandraMcClure.com. Definitely go check them out. This is not a, like an episode about all the products, so I'd rather just have you go on there if that's what you're looking for. Um, but you definitely want to sculpt and shape your face with the right brush, and they're on there if you if you want. So if you use your fingers, this is again you want to make sure that your fingers are clean. How do you know they're clean? Well, <laughs> you wash them and you make sure you sanitize your hands. If your makeup artist is using her fingers, know that that is disgusting. Your hands do not stay sanitized with hand sanitizer for like over a minute. So even if she's touching like materials or palettes or foundation or whatever, it does not mean that those, all those things are clean. Unless she has gloves on, there is a towel down, like a, a sanitized uh, station, and it you know that everything looks pristine and sparkling clean. Other than that, don't let anyone touch your face. It's not worth it. If you're doing your own makeup, then your fingers can be fine. It warms up the product. And some makeup artists do use their fingers because they say that it warms the product up. But that's kind of where it gets a little gray, right? Some makeup artists that might be listening to this say, I use my hands. Well, don't kill the messenger. It's just, it's just about sanitation. And I am a sanitation conversation specialized individual. Like I, I, I'm actually certified in sanitation and I just, I know all about bacterias and all of that. So a lot of people work off the back of their hands and that's the grossest thing. I have a hand palette that I put on my hand before I use with every client and I've used it since I started makeup because I just felt like that was the right thing to do. And I've just seen makeup artists use their fingers and their hands um, for years and years and years and it's just, oh, it gives me the chills. But you can do it. You can do it at home and you can really work the product and blend and get this great finish if you use your fingers. And you, again, want to start from the middle um, of any uh, redness or acne uh, discoloration so that you get the most product there, the most coverage, I should say. And then you can kind of work it out. I feel like the biggest thing with foundation is you don't usually need it from the top of your forehead all the way down to your neck. You shouldn't be changing the color of your skin. It should blend really, really seamlessly. And you might have the wrong color if you're feeling like you need to put it everywhere. I feel like the biggest issue is when you go into a store and you're just trying to figure out what your color is. 
even online, like I have a lot of people not buy product until they see me in person or until I recommend them a color. And I understand that. It's totally understandable because that's, it's, you know, you don't want to buy the wrong color and you don't want to invest and have to send something back. Um, but I do have a color matching system. So if you're interested in once and for all solving the problem of your color, I will custom match you for free. You can send me a picture of your face in your bedroom light and then a picture of your face in natural outdoor light without any makeup on. And um, I will custom match your foundation and it's guaranteed to match. And if it doesn't work for any reason, it's a free return to get a different color. But I can also send you a sample pack. A sample pack of colors include five foundation shades so you can see which is the closest for you. And then you can let me know what color that is. And that is completely completely free so I can mail it to you personally. So definitely do that if you are looking to get a new foundation. The number one rule is not forgetting your neck. Um, for some people, if you are using a little bit of a tint and um, the reason why I don't say I say don't forget your neck is because your neck is the lightest part on your body. If you think about all the areas that the sun hits, that's an area where the sun usually doesn't hit. Why? Because um, you're not usually walking around with your neck, with your chin up, right? You definitely want to make sure that you're getting a little there, especially if it's super pasty white um, or lighter than the rest of your um, body. And that could just mean dusting a little bronzer or putting a little bit, a little bit there. For touch-ups, you don't want to add more foundation, right? So you don't want to add more through the day, especially if you put foundation on it and then put powder over it. Another couple little tips I'll give. Um, if you want to have more of a dewy finish, spritz at the end with a setting spray or a water mist. I love the rose water mist from Beauty Counter. It's one of my faves. And that'll give you um, like a light little nice added effect. And it's kind of, I don't know, for me, it's more ritual. I just love it. I definitely want to also add on that when you put on foundation, there's some areas of your face that as a human being, you just need to powder like your T-zone, right? Your T-zone is like right in the middle of your forehead, maybe on your nose. Um, and some people just get sweaty on their top lip. For me, I actually need to add it right under my eyes because my eyes will crease up. And unless I put a little bit of powder there, um, I'm not getting that coverage. Oh, I need that help. And so I actually personally really like it underneath my eyes. So for everyone, it's different, but you want to maybe powder where it's needed, even if you have dry skin like me. Uh, to kind of recap, the natural, most most natural finish is using your hands. Um, you do want to wash your hands before and after and use a sanitizer. And if you want to look really luminous, you'll use a little bit of a glow enhancer. And that just means you're using something with a little bit of um, shimmer or sheen to it. And you can mix that with your foundation or adding that just into the areas that you want, like the tops of your cheeks or underneath your blush. Um, for cream foundations, um, you can melt them together by using different ones. Um, a lot of, um, so going back to the whole uh, makeup artist, that want to dispute me not warming their product up. Um, as a makeup artist, if I feel like I need to warm up product, I will use a hair dryer and um, a blow dryer, and that will warm up the, the product, okay? It's just, it's proven. It, it works just like heating up your lashes with the lash curler. So do that um, instead. And 
If you need lighter coverage and you don't want to invest in four different foundations, something that's heavier, something that's medium, something that's light, what you can do is mix in a hydrator. So you can mix in like a little bit of your favorite moisturizer or something like that. And then um, that will make the product less thick. For extra coverage, obviously you want to use a concealer. So a concealer is just a little bit um, thicker and you can put it in areas that you need it more concentrated like underneath your eyes or on a pimple for the beauty blender that I was talking about earlier obviously don't forget to use it damp and that'll give you more of a dewy look and when it comes to primer I'll do another episode on that alone but I feel like you you don't need a primer unless you need a primer. And if you need a primer, you'll know. You'll have larger pores, you'll have uneven skin. You'll just know. And if you're looking for a really, really long lasting, it doesn't necessarily mean you need a primer, but primer is just one of those things that um, I feel like is there and um, it's just another product that they're trying to sell us, right? Uh, but you want to figure out your undertone. That's 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 the key. That's the number one kind of tip that I would say. Um, your undertone is important. It could be pinkish. It could be yellow. Um, but you need to know that so that you can pick the right foundation. And that's why, as an expert, I am here to help you absolutely free with a free consultation. So let me know if you have a need to find a foundation for yourself or you're trying to get your mom a special gift this year for her birthday or you're really trying to get your new your daughter you know um, matched and you don't want to have to have her go through all the pain you did of buying product I mean we don't have the money do we to spend trying to find foundation every single time match so a lot of people are going to say, buy two foundations instead of one and mix them together. Like, nobody has time for that. I think you should just find the right one that works for you. I think one thing that's also overlooked a lot is not reading the label of foundations. And I think we just don't because we know we've tried re reading it once and it just doesn't make any sense because we don't understand all those big words. And um, that's okay. So you just want to make sure that you're making sure that there's no ingredients that are going to harm or irritate your skin. And that just means, you know, like same thing with moisturizer. We want to know, is the moisturizer um, good? Is it is it a good mix with our skin? Does it have more oils? Um, so you want to look at that. And again, if you have questions about this, that's why I'm here. That's why I'm doing this uh, special episode because I think it is important to research to know what is in your foundation what is being what's it made with do you need a different one is your skin reacting do you feel like you can't wear foundation at all because it just breaks your skin out we can do a consultation and figure out what you're allergic to what you might need um, to make your skin look and feel better you know I definitely want you to have a great experience with makeup and not have a bad one so um let me take some of that pain and um questionable uh kind of application away and hopefully this helped if it did at all please leave me a review tell me what you thought tell me what you want to hear more of I am here to serve you don't forget that I don't do these episodes to talk to myself I definitely want to serve the community and um be as helpful as possible to you and your family and friends and I I want you to be able to share this with a friend and hopefully this can help them. So thank you so much for listening and I will see you next week. This episode is made possible by our official sponsor, Lashbinder, the world's quickest, easiest, and safest way to apply strip lashes. If you've ever tried applying lashes, you've used your fingers, which is unsanitary and difficult, a pair of tweezers, which is dangerous, 
Or you've tried lash extensions, which can be expensive, damaging, and time-consuming. Lash Binder is a discreet applicator that'll have your lashes on securely in under a minute anywhere in the world. Get a lash starter kit today at lashbinder.com with the code CLEANBEAUTYPODCAST for 25% off. Happy lashing! Thanks for tuning in to this episode of the Clean Beauty Podcast. For information on my tour schedule, upcoming events, press announcements, joining my Clean Beauty team, or to book me to speak at your next event, head over to my website, CassandraMcClure.com.